listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 131. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners to get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months, and then on to six- and seven-figure years without burning out in the process. It's two nights before Christmas and all through the house. Okay, let's be honest. If you're listening to this right now, I can almost bet that there is probably some sort of batshit crazy going on with kids being off on school holidays, gifts needing to be wrapped for Christmas, stress about family, and it's full steam ahead. So I'm pumped to bring on the podcast today one of my mastermind clients who is the most amazing slow living coach, Rochelle, from How to Live Slow. Today, I want to start planting the seed about the importance of slowing down. In fact, we must start to learn to slow down because the burnout rates are crazy. Bringing her on today is actually the most perfect timing ever. Why? Because we've got Christmas and we've got the new year. We've got talk about change next year. What are our goals? So no better better way to bring her on today to start planting that seed, as I said earlier, about how to live slow. We're going to talk on the show today about what is slow living, how important is slow living in today's world, what are some of the benefits people will see when they start to slow down. We're also going to talk about the understanding of what are the top three things that listeners can do, such as yourself, right now to start implementing slow living. It's going to be an awesome episode and an episode that I feel is needed for all, especially after the year that we've had. But before we jump into this amazing episode, I'd like to remind you that this episode is sponsored by my Action Takers Mastermind for Women in Business. Applications are now open for 20 amazing women business owners to join me in the 12-month online and in-person experience designed to get your business to the next level, whatever that looks like for you. The Action Takers Mastermind helps business owners like you to get clarity on where to put your focus, genuine information on what's possible, what works and what's a waste of time, helpful feedback on your ideas, perspective on your skills and talents, introductions to new clients, access to the most amazing and beautiful community of other women and business owners. Not to mention that during the 12 months, you're also going to get strategy sessions with me, emergency calls with me when shit starts to go down, hot seat calls every month to implement certain things that you're working on. We're also going to have co-working sessions, monthly mindset coaching, monthly goal planning sessions. You'll also get 12-month access to our private Facebook group. You're also going to get access to 12 other amazing business mentors to help you grow, such as a Facebook ads mentor an Instagram mentor, mentor, a podcast mentor, and so much more. Not to mention a two-day, a live, or two one-day live events on the Gold Coast. Sounding like my Action Takers Mastermind 12-month mastermind might be what you need to get your business to the next level for 2021, then head to AngelaHenderson.com.au, click on Mastermind, and apply today for one of those 20 spots. Now, let's get into today's amazing episode. Welcome to the show, Rochelle. Hi, Ed. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. I'm super, super excited to have you on the podcast today because it has been a joy working with you over the last year in the role of the business consultant. And it's just been fucking amazing to just see <laughs> you go from strength 
It's a strength. And funny enough, before we started this podcast, we were talking about your word of the year last year, which was blossom. And really, that's it in a nutshell. You have just blossomed into this kick-ass slow living coach who is here to just spread the word and educate people about slow living. And I wanted to bring you on today because in the fast-paced world we live in, you know, and then you throw in family and then you throw on top of that, I mean, hello, our business or businesses that some people run. And let's say things can start to get slightly batshit crazy fairly quickly. Um, And that's why I was like, we've got to have you on the podcast because I really want, especially at time of holidays, we're entering into the holiday season, that people actually even speed up tenfold, I believe. And so I want you to come in and kind of bring some sense to people about this slow living concept and what that looks like. So super, super thrilled to have you here today. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you. So yeah, thanks for having me again. And yeah, let's get into it. Now, before we do, though, is I always like to ask my guests that I bring on the show a fun question so that the audience gets to know you a little bit more about who you are and what you do. So my fun question to you is, is we both love Christmas. Like, we would just like roll around in Christmas year round if we could, I think. And so my thing that I want to ask you is, what is it about Christmas is your favorite uh, rituals and memories that you like to create every year? Oh, well, my favorite one that I love about Christmas is the first of December box. Uh So I go a little bit all out with the kids. Like I give them, you know, a lot of people do Christmas Eve boxes, Mm -hmm. but I do ours on the first of December and we give them the advent calendar and that's when Elf on the Shelf comes out and they get their Mm -hmm. Christmas pajamas and their Christmas movie and Christmas books and, um, you know, all the fun Christmas cup and plate that we use throughout December. I love it. It just really kicks off the season for me. (laughs) <laughs> and have fun seriously though I know there's like I will say fun and then come day five I'm ready to like kill the elf on the shelf but I mean my <laughs> yeah I know how many places me. can he hide <laughs> it's like how many places can he hide? how many times can you forget do you mean and wake up at five in the morning and freak out going oh my god do you know what I mean he we haven't moved the elf do you know I mean quick code red right um <laughs> it is getting harder my son Finley he's 11 now and we're almost at the point where I feel like this could be the year that he's caught on he's like because why is the elf in the shelf in Target, Mom? Like, how did he get here? And I'm like, damn you, Target. Because when I first started Finley and me, actually, I was the first person to bring elf in the shelf to Australia. Um, and so, and, to, and sold in the Finley and me store. And so you could only get it in a select. I brought it in and a few other businesses brought it in, but it was only a few select of us. Where now it's like Meyer and everyone has it. But out of curiosity's sake, what is the name of your elf? Oh, Elfie. Elfie, all right. <laughs> not very Elfie. creative. <laughs> <laughs> Elfie, ours is Bobo, you know, but again, it is so fun. Like, they look for him. A side note, um, Michelle, oh, who we cool. know from Sweetheart Creative, makes this uh, personalized elf-on-the-shelf wooden beds. Super fun side note there, just to let you know. Ours has the little bed that uh, he does sleep in occasionally. So, anyways, elf-on-the-shelf. Oh, wow. Yeah, you have <laughs> so to get her. So, yeah, they're so fun. Now, I know we're not, we could probably talk about Elf on the Shelf and Christmas rituals for a very long time because we do love it. And again, it does blend beautifully with the essence of how to slow down and this and around slow living. But before we jump into what is slow living and why do business owners in particular, I feel, need this conversation more than ever before is, can you share with the audience a little bit about you, you your business journey, where you started and where you're at now? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So as you said, yeah, I'm Rochelle. My business is How to Live Slow. And I started it because... Well, I just realized that I couldn't do full-time work and have a family and try to support my husband in his business and do all the things and have a social life as well. And I just felt like there had to be another way, like all of this pressure of 
you know, you've got to have a house by this age and you've got to have this kind of car and live in this suburb and tick, 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 like life. Like why are we rushing towards all these goals? Like what about the process? How can mm-hmm. I make each day fun? Like wishing away, like I can't wait till the end of term at uni or I can't wait for the holidays or, you know, that can't wait for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's not a way to live life in my opinion. So, yeah, I just really we started off with minimalism when my husband and I 10 years ago moved in together and we realised, hang on, we've got so much stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we found the benefits of like living in a smaller house, having less stuff. There's a lot more funds that can go in for like holidays and experiences. Mm-hmm. And then we realised like we could actually do this in other ways. And then, yeah, slowing down is just really disconnecting from that external pressure and, and living. I realised like it's just so for me, I realised like wanting to help other mums find joy in the motherhood process. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I came around with like how to live slow was that by slowing down, I really found ways to enjoy the tiredness and the overwhelm, like, you know, get over that and realise that that's all part of the process and and you can make that, um, you know, part of your personal growth. So. It is. I mean, I like the word that you're using there is process, right? Yeah. Everything is a process and we get to choose what this process looks like for us. And there is, again, ultimately, we we think there's only one way that we must keep, you know, we must be busy or we must, you know, work harder in order to have this picket fest or, you know, the picket white fence or whatever that looks like. But it doesn't have to be that way. But again, there's not a lot of people, in my opinion, you know, I, I listen to podcasts and I, you know, network around the world and things like that. And, and often when I go to these events, I don't hear often enough people talk about slowing down. You know, I'm very one to talk about hustle. I don't think you have to hustle to have a successful business. I do think that there's elements and times where you will work harder than other parts of your business journey in order to either do do something to speed up, you know, and then slow down later on. But you don't have to hustle because I believe it leads to burnout. And would you agree that, again, at the pace we're going, there's going to be a a large amount of people starting to burn out fairly quickly? Uh, Yeah, definitely. I think even the word hustle just makes me feel tired. (laughs) There's so, and you don't, I don't believe that hustling is the way. I mean, obviously we've grown up not like with the story that you have to work hard to achieve things. Um, And then we start our businesses because we see other people living these different lives of like a lot of travel or three-day weeks and we think like, well, it's uncomfortable for it to be easy so I have to make this hard. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I know one of my um, other clients that I just had on the podcast, Tracy, uh, one of the things that we were talking about is when when she started working with me, we found out um, that what was happening was is when she when we were able to get our systems in place and when we were able to get her scaling, do you mean to the million dollar mark and things like that? That what she found was it was actually really difficult for her to sit in slowness and to mm-hmm. s- just to sit because. Um, though she's actually really quite good at it, but she just said, it's like, hold on, I should be doing something. And she just had her grandbaby to me and her first grandbaby. And she's like, I can just sit and be right. But I do think it's something that we have to almost learn. And, you know, the sooner I think that after this conversation, people will start making some changes. Hopefully there, Rochelle, is that 
you know, these changes will also get passed on to our children because our children are watching everything that we do every single day. They're listening to us. They're seeing us. And, and if we're able to teach them the essence of slowing down instead of always having to speed up is they'll be able to pass that on to their kids. And again, I think we'll make a much happier home and, and also do you mean happier people. I know it's very difficult for my kids, you know, <laughs> sometimes to slow down. And I remember this one time, Finley and Chloe, I said, you must go outside and just play in the backyard. Yeah. And they said, no, that's bored. I'm bored. And I said, nope, you have to. And I said, I'm going to sit here and read my book, but you guys need, I'm not going to, you, you need to play for 30 minutes, I think it was. And then it does, time doesn't start till you're playing. Well, Finley is a little, they're both quite stubborn, but he convinced Chloe, the younger one, to sit on the step. Well, 40 minutes went by and neither of them had moved. They had just sat on the step. And I was like, in many <laughs> ways though, I was like, that's fine, but the time still hasn't started. But I was about, it was important for them just to be right? Because we're always rushing to birthday parties and we're doing this and we're doing that. I'm like, no, you can just be in your own skin. And do you think it's difficult for people to just be in their own skin in the world we live in? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Especially the digital age and social media, like we're looking for ways to distract ourselves through that discomfort of just being. Mm -hmm. Because partly because we have this attachment to needing to be busy or, you know, busy is important, which is also false. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like if you look at like the most successful entrepreneurs and business owners, they do as little as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's probably a false false belief. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like that, that feeling, yeah, we, as I said, like we distract ourselves through, you know, we look at what everybody else is doing online and we get FOMO, um, and, but it sort of distracts us from, you know, maybe dealing with the things that we aren't doing or the own ex- our own expectations that we're not living up to. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're doing nothing, that all comes to the surface, right? Yeah. <laughs> like when I say nothing, like resting or, you know, hanging out at home. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really valuable for kids to be bored. That's where mm-hmm. creativity comes from, right? Exactly right. And they've got to use different problem-solving skills and different thought processes in order to spark what's happening next, right? And not be led and told by us to do that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And or just like diverting to screens all the time. <laughs> yeah, and don't get me wrong, there's a time and place for all of that. But I think, again, we're also just losing the essence on how to, you know, I mean, just be in the moment. And so for those yeah. listeners who might be this, this concept of slow living is new. I'm not too sure I really understand it. Can we just start the podcast a little bit about what is slow living? So slow living actually, for interest's sake, started in the 1980s in Rome. It actually started as the slow food movement, okay. which was, um, and I think this is a really beautiful story because in, I'm, I'm not sure what the square is, I think it's near the Spanish Steps, they mm-hmm. wanted to open a McDonald's fast food chain mm-hmm. and there was this Italian guy and he was like totally against it. He said like it's, um, you know, this is Rome, we love our cheese, we love to sit, over, you know, eating pasta and sit over a, a long lunch and then have a nap. Uh Um, so fast food is just completely against our culture. So he started the slow food movement and that's since evolved into, you know, there's slow cities, there's slow, the slow movement in general with slow fashion and just disengaging from the status quo hustle, you know, push, push, push more is always better kind of, uh, thing. Um, and and so that's where it kind of started, but for slow living, particularly for mums or business owners is just about, you know, knowing what your priorities are and prioritizing things like rest and holding your own boundaries and learning how to say no um, to the things that aren't important um, and really aligning your life to what you want to achieve and being okay with it being different 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I would assume that slow living, though we've got that broad definition, again, just mm-hmm. like anything, we will adapt slow living to our individual circumstances. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, totally. There's no one way of doing it. Just like there's no one way of doing minimalism. There's no one way of um, having a business. Like it's all customized to to what suits you. Yeah. And and for you, and I know we've touched upon this a little bit, but I'd like to know a little bit more about your thoughts. Is how important is slow living in today's world? I, I think it's really vital to 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 learn to live a little slower because when you're rushing around, being so busy all the time, you kind of you, you haven't got the time to sit back and look at where you're going and of course you end up going nowhere good mm-hmm. <laughs> usually it's a, a fast track to burnout right mm-hmm. um just hustling through and, and ticking off to-do lists and um you know life goals that may not even be what you want and then then you start to look externally for like the excuses or the reasons why your life isn't what you'd hoped it to be mm-hmm. um so there's like putting the intention behind what you're doing and also you used uh, something there you said about how people are looking for the excuses if you're looking for them you're going to find them right because you'll always find that excuse to to confirm and validate what you're like yep I'm right yep I'll just keep going but it's that way of thinking that we need to start working on the way that we look at the world slightly differently so when we look at the world slightly differently and we can also learn to start to slow down what in your experience have you seen both for yourself and in the clients that you work with are the benefits that people see when they start to slow down well, it's all about like the connection. Like I mainly work with mums. So one of the best benefits that I've found for my mums is that they just feel a bit more energetic and vibrant because they're not overscheduling themselves and their kids. So they've got the time to connect with their kids. They've got the mm-hmm. time to connect with what is important to them. They take the time to look after themselves and they have that time at home or, you know, time together. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be at home, but just time together to connect and prioritize rest and and do the things that matter matter to them and have you Um, also oh sorry good no no you're fine you go do you also feel though that the women by allowing and acknowledging their essence of being able to connect with their children and then slowing Mm -hmm. down again that also a direct correlation is that their confidence starts to do I mean increase too and that they're also finding that sense of belonging because I know in motherhood well for me personally when I was first starting out it's like you're forgetting about why am I doing like, why the hell did I become a mom? This is so hard or, you know, I don't have any time for me or whatever. So not only the essence of slowing down to be able to connect, but also to look at your own self as a person. Yeah. Yeah, totally. When you're feeling that sense of like, why am I here? What am I, what am I doing? This is hard. You get stuck in like overwhelm and resentment and exhaustion. And like we said, blaming blame and excuses and, you know, maybe fights and, you speak and you're like, why do I sound so naggy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, where's my time? I need my me time and you kids are bothering me or whatever. But when you slow down, you realize like when you do take the time to rest and you and you take the time to connect, um, a lot of that kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it, again, it's like because we've put that pressure on us, and, so, and not to mention again, this is a whole other conversation. But it's like the yeah. frequency and the vibration that you're sending out to the world, right? Because if yeah. you're stressed all the time and you're on the go all the time, obviously that's what you're putting up. But when you do the opposite, you're going to attract the opposite, which means again, you are going to probably feel a little bit more fulfilled. You're going to be less resentful, right? You're probably going to be less angry, which also I would say probably adds to all those benefits of slowing down. You know, is it's it's not just a connection, but you're yeah, you're probably just happier genuine person collectively right yeah now, yep. 
for people who though I know one of the things that you do really well is you kind of break down the you have this thing like around the four pillars around slow living and I think it's really interesting because it allows people to kind of to assess you know where these fit within their own things can you share with us what these pillars look like yeah so I know like what we've been talking about so far is all kind of like top level stuff so yeah I've broken it down into four kind of areas that you can get started you know making these changes Mm -hmm. and I started with the first pillar is to do less Um, this is all about like learning what your priorities are um, and aligning you know okay well if my priority is family but I never spend any quality time Mm -hmm. maybe I need to make some changes there Mm -hmm. Um, but learning how to say no and holding those boundaries you know Mm -hmm. creating that space Um, and then also a little bit around doing less is about sharing the mental load and you were talking about energy there before Mm -hmm. and I think like as women raised in like a you know, a masculine kind of society, particularly career women, um, we get stuck so much in the masculine energy of working and achieving and to-dos that mm-hmm. when it comes to motherhood, the mental load gets really heavy because we think we need to be the one doing it all. Mm-hmm. And then we get that resentment towards our partners or whatever because they're not helping, but we never really ask them or we never right. really learn how to mm-hmm. receive that help. It feels really uncomfortable because we've been taught we should be able to do it all. Yes. So we do a lot of work within that pillar around that as well. Yeah. So to do, so pillar number one is to do less. Do less. And again, I I also suspect that when you're working with these women, that when they have to go through and acknowledge the spaces that they could work on doing less, that that could be a very like, aha, like, oh, this is, I didn't think that I was putting this much time. Because I also believe that a lot of times our perception of what we have and what we don't have, until you start writing it down, that we start going, oh, you can see it, it's validated, right? It's, I often say about your financials, your financials don't lie. You either have money in the bank or you don't. You either yeah. look at that number or you don't. Yeah. But it's the same thing as often we're not looking at things. But when I'm sure that these women finally have this space when they're working with you to be able to really look at these pillars, that there's probably a little bit of like, oh, fuck, you know, I've yeah. either potentially been self-sabotaging or I've been allowing this to go on. So would you agree? Like, is that's kind of some of the things that they start seeing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. When you say about the the finance, financials and money, well, in the in this pillar, we talk about there being three kinds of resources that you have. You've got financial resources, but you've got time resources and energy resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is all about like prioritizing rest and like figuring out like, you know, what am I going to do with this spare time? Because that can be really uncomfortable, like we've said. So but, no, super. Yeah, I can just yeah, imagine really how fun. powerful it is because, again, to do less. Because yeah. often even just saying to ourselves to do less, people can become quite anxious because it's also the unknown. Yeah. What do you mean? Like I was saying with Tracy, what do you mean I've got more time now? What do I do with myself? What does that mean? And so in yeah. many ways, there's a transformation there because you will rebuild yourself in some ways. The old Angela, do you know what I mean, is now different to the new Angela because you've allowed yourself for that change to happen and that transformation to occur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is probably my favorite pillar for that exact reason. (laughs) So pillar number one to do less. What's pillar number two that you work through with the women? Pillar number two kind of builds on it and it's called need less. Uh And so this is where minimalism comes in. So disconnecting from consumer culture and feeling that FOMO of like, you know, scrolling Instagram and seeing people buying the latest thing or doing the latest thing and feeling like you're missing out in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of that in there. Um, We talk about like 
also around external validation versus internal fulfillment. So a lot of people think, well, if I'm going to live slower, that means I can't be ambitious and want to go out and achieve big things. And that's actually completely the opposite. Mm -hmm. So in the needless pillar, we talk about how to find things that you can work towards that give you that sense of deep internal fulfillment Mm -hmm. rather than doing the things that you can post on social media to give other people FOMO. Mm-hmm. Um, actually doing it because you want to do it, not just because you can post it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a really great module for that um, and understanding like why you're doing things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and There's always the why, right? It's like, yeah. and again, typically what we think the why is, is very different to what that why is. Yeah, exactly. So we do a lot of work around, around that um, in this module. Or in this pillar, I should say. I keep calling it a module, but it's a pillar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah, so so the to-do less is number one with the need less. And, again, I also think this is hard because if you're working on this pillar to reduce, you know what I mean, whatever the materialistic stuff, whatever, but yet because of social media and everyone else has it, you know what I mean, and it's an essence of more, 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 it can probably be quite hard because you're going against the grain, right? And that can almost be somewhat counterintuitive because of what we've been taught. And so, again, going against what advertising is telling us, you need the new iPhone 12. I mean, I want the new iPhone 12, yes, but do I need it? No, right? And being able to stop and assess what is the difference there. So perfect. And what's pillar number three? Um, Yeah, so just uh, what I wanted to just say as well on that, when you need less financials, you have less pressure on yourself to work as much. Mm -hmm. So then you can go back to doing less and and doing more towards like family connection time and that sort of thing. So there is that massive benefit. (laughs) We're going to also, I guess, if you need less too and you're sitting there and like say you've been off of maternity leave for eight months and you potentially have to go back at the 12-month mark, right, because – your partner's going, listen, you know, this is what we're spending and this is what we're doing and we're going to need to make up this our lifestyle somehow is if you start to really reflect on, you know, what is it in your life that you can sub- subtract but still live a quality life that you want, right, mm. um, and create those juicy memories that you might be able to extend some of those things. So, like, you might go, well, actually, now I can stay off on maternity leave for 14 months versus 12 months or 16 months or whatever because, mm. again, you've identified where you're in your life you can actually reduce that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. And so, yeah, so pillar three is being more, so being more present. So this is where we start to work on actually the being comfortable being present because a lot of us aren't very comfortable in the present moment. We're always working towards that next thing and where we're headed and what's going to happen tomorrow. So getting comfortable being present. Um, and so that builds then on figuring out, okay, well, what do I need to do to help myself do that? And so we talk about real self-care, which is all of that stuff that like getting your budget in line, um, you know, making sure you're sleeping well and, and exercising and nourishing your body and dealing with like if you've got to, if you've got to go see a psychologist, like book that in, for example, yeah. like doing the real stuff that will make you feel a, a level of sense of safety and then developing your self-leadership. So actually committing to do that work. So that kind of all, that's being more present and being more committed to your own self-growth I guess is that is that kind of pillar and again and the thing is is that I I noticed too is that as we take on more because of our families and our business or whatever is that we oftentimes are less likely to look at our own perfect our own growth but as Mm -hmm. I say often to you guys in the mastermind and etc is that 
your external world is a reflection of your internal being. And so if there's stuff that's going on outside and you're sick and tired of seeing it over and over again, this pillar would be a beautiful essence of probably where people start to go, oh, if I want to be more, I'm going to need to work on X, Y, and Z. Because again, that's, do you mean what those those patterns or behaviors probably are continuing to show up in their world? Would that be somewhat accurate? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. For me, like you said at the start, this... um this year my word has been blossom. So for me, this is the pillar that I've really worked the hardest on Mm -hmm. Um, because you self-sabotage and you get in your own way, particularly as business owners. So developing that self-guidance and that self-leadership, so important, I think. Yeah. I would assume that, I mean, I know we're still going to get to pillar number four, but I would make the assumption that Similar to when I see women in business and they go through different growth spurts. So a woman might hit their first 5K months, then we'll get to the 10K months, and then we'll eventually get to 50K months and so forth. That I'm going to assume, though, that each, I know for myself, is I'm still working on myself at all areas of those points, right? Like these pillars that you're mentioning never go away. They're still always a work in progress. Is that that, would, Would I be right with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you continue... You know, you increase your self-worth. So maybe you go out there and you start earning more money and then the lifestyle creeps. So you go, okay, well, but hang on. Now I've put pressure on myself to continue this and it takes away the joy because you've got the pressure of needing to earn a certain amount and you can't maybe maintain that. And, yeah, going back to, um, you know, maybe you start saying yes to too many opportunities. Next thing you know, something great comes along Mm -hmm. and you can't say yes to it because you've overcommitted. So it's a continual process. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And what is pillar number four? Number four is about living more. So living more aligned. So, um, you know, we we do all these all the work in the first three pillars so that we can start to live in our own um, our own version of what we want. Um, And it's all about like using the right words, like power of language, right? So Mm -hmm. what you think and say to yourself creates the outcomes. So. Um, we start to look at like the language that you use when someone says, hey, how are you going? And you automatically say, oh, I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. Like then that's what you're going to be, whether you mean to be or not. So mm-hmm. we look at a lot of that. Um, we also look at living more aligned, which is living more cyclically, particularly for women, mm-hmm. um, you know, with our hormonal cycles. Um, mm-hmm. So we look at cyclical living. So and the same thing is like when, you, when you've got a business, um, you, you've got times when you feel like you're really ready to be online and show up and then you've got times when you want to be creative and get writing or whatever. Um, so, And then there's times where you need to plan and, and get stuff done. Um, so living cyclically um, and allowing yourself to kind of rest when you need to rest in cycles as well. Uh, it's a really fun module actually or pillar I should say, yeah. No, it's super fun. And so this combination of all of these things is ultimately collectively what will help women to slow down. And though they yeah. might slow down, like they don't need to do all these pillars at once again, yeah. but again, by just acknowledging and starting to do either to do less, as you said today, to either need less and start, you know I mean, even, you know, just starting to assess what it, where in your life, do you, do you need less from a materialistic, say, point of view, being yeah. more and living more. Again, each of these is just going to naturally uh, lend to the other about the overall essence of slow living. Like I know, I think, is it Saturday slow living or Sunday slow living? Like I think you guys have like a slow morning where it's like you work really hard just to like you use it. I see it on your stories. Do you mean is it slow Sundays or slow Saturdays or something? Yeah, usually slow Sundays. We just kind of like hang out and 
do mm-hmm. not much at home and just that's usually when the kids do the most fun like little creative games <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah because they've had that space to do it right yeah but also we've had that space probably because again then we can slow down that we've got that space to also want to engage with them more and listen to them more and be with them more and that helps to again be that more present that you're talking about Yeah, that's right. I've been recently calling it being the curator of your family life, which is like providing the childhood that you envisioned and being the kind of mum that you envisioned being, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, yeah. And for those listeners who are out there who majority of them are also business owners, a large portion are mums, how Mm -hmm. do these four pillars of to do less, need less, being more and living more uh, also blend with business? Because could you also equally say that in, uh, you know, in business, we need to also be looking at slow business? Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like parenting and business are the two kind of like big personal growth journeys, right? So, yeah, this totally applies to um, to business. Like if you look at doing less, doing less of the busy work and, you know, doing more of what your priorities are or like your zone of genius, I know you call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> needing less. So, again, like, you know, needing less external validation. So knowing your why, like why are you doing your business outside of earning money? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that you don't get caught on the vanity metrics and the FOMO so that you can stay in your own lane. Mm-hmm. Um, being more present so again self-leadership and being you know taking care of yourself so that you can show up so you've got the energy to to be on with your business and and have the capacity to to move forward and to be more visible online and or whatever it takes whatever you need to do there mm-hmm. and living more aligned so having a plan right mm-hmm. um, recognizing what time of day or time of the month or what what kind of time of the year works best for you to work really hard and and when you need to take time to rest and get creative and um, you know make plans for what your business might look like in the future I love that because again I think we try and just jam pack so much you know the women that I work with you know they've just got to do so so much but if they're able to take these four pillars that we talked about and start making some you know incremental changes this is gonna you know help them immensely and that too about you know I I use the words uh, bandwidth like what is your current bandwidth in your business to do x y and z do you need to say no right because your bandwidth is is that you know, I'm very mindful, you know, I've had, as, as I've talked often on here, a lot of people die over the last five years, or last two years, sorry. Mm. But I also am very mindful about when those anniversaries of those deaths are coming up, right? And I just go, okay, now it's probably not the right time, do you know what I mean, to do a launch, because this is just, again, even though every year is a little bit easier it's still unconsciously part of you right like you're still like you you just know that your energy you don't sleep as well you know that the family members are going to start talking about it more and so it's just like your energy is I find my energy is much lower whenever there's like an anniversary of a death right so for me as oh, I'm very yeah. mindful about you know we just this yeah in regards to my bandwidth my bandwidth for me is this is not going to be the right time to launch this or that cycles that you're talking about and again just having that awareness knowing when to speed up and knowing when to slow down can be such a breath of relief and also just such an um you know a lot of people are anxiety provoked but it's like it can decrease your anxiety because you've got a space and a name and you've given yourself that permission to be able to just just be right yeah exactly and then when you're on you can be so much more productive because you're giving yourself permission to actually slow down 
mm-hmm. when you're having that rest time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and how much of this, you know, again, this will be a new concept for people. And what I say is that this podcast is about just creating those conversations and start planting the seeds for people. But this essence of slow living can actually be quite um, confronting for people because there might be people going, actually, they're right. I probably do need to look at this, but I'm not. So do you do you think people are scared to slow down? Yeah, I do. I think like for the reasons that we've said, like we have these stories and this social conditioning that you're supposed to hustle and work hard and like earning money is difficult and being busy is a badge of honour and, and a, a sign of importance. So um, subconsciously I think we all, it's it's hard to slow down. And also, you know, there's other things that go on, like you said, like you've got deaths um, at certain times of the year that remind you, but like those traumas that you try to kind of get away from. So a lot of us find it really hard to slow down because then you've got the time to think about the stuff that you're not dealing with, mm-hmm. which is yeah, not always easy. <laughs> well, not always easy, but again, a lot of people, you know, it's confronting, right? So but again, it's that it's that confronting stuff that I feel has to be dealt with in order to see the transformation, right? If yes. we just keep suppressing it and suppressing it, again, that external world is going to continue to look a different way than what you want only because that internal world has not been dealt with yet, right? So slow living is going to allow you that opportunity. So again, it's, it's, and I also think for some people, the slow living will help people start to heal. They will heal from their past. They will heal, heal from even things that might be going on presently, but it will make them better people in order to do I me mean, and live the life that they want. Yeah, absolutely. I think like not to bring up 2020 and all its awfulness, but I mean, I know a lot of people staying home a bit more and working from home. A lot, as much as hard as that has been, there have been a lot of reports of like increased family um, connection and well-being as a family unit because of the extra time that where we've had to slow down, right? So we've had a bit of a taste. And I know a lot of people have said, well, I don't know if I'm ready to go back to that normal life of like having to do all the things and rushing around on the weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know here, like, I mean, even if you just look at Queensland, for example, the real estate in Queensland is going crazy, even though we've had quite an uh, economic, do you know what I mean, uh, downturn here in Australia, obviously. Uh, but the thing is, is there's a lot of people moving, say, from Melbourne, say, from Sydney, where they're two very fast-paced cities, and moving up to Queensland because they're like, I'm just done right? I need to get to the sunshine. I've wanted to get to the sunshine. I've wanted to get to the beach. And people have had that opportunity to really assess what's important to them and what isn't important to them. It may mean that they've taken a pay cut, but their, their happiness, you know, they're allowing their happiness to go first and that that's okay. Right. That that can go first. Yeah, exactly. It's so good to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, our prices are, I know one of my uh, clients in my 12 month accelerator program, Profit Pillars, she literally, because she was in Melbourne in lockdown, I think I might get my days confused, but let's just say on a Wednesday, she had decided to put out to the world that she, no, Monday, she was going to put it out to the world that she wanted to move up to Queensland. Finally, I think it was by Thursday, she had already found her rental property up in Queensland, had told the landlord she was leaving, and by Monday they were on the plane. I mean, that was literally seven to ten days from start to finish, not even kidding you. She, wow. And she was prepared to do the quarantine up in Queensland uh, because she knew that her life was better, right? So she took the leap. Obviously, they whatever, do you mean from a financial standpoint, they had to assess all that. But, yeah, so those are the things that I, too, am starting to see more people. I also know that when COVID came, 
And even now there's probably still more people, but in the neighborhood we live, my kids are always like, why do you make us go outside? Why, you know, there's no other kids out here. We shouldn't be on our electronics. I'm like, no, you need to get outside. We need to connect with nature, listen to the birds, look at the butterflies, just be you guys. And they're like, but there's no other kids out here, mom. Where are the kids? And I always say, it's great, you know, kids observe very uh, quickly. And I was like, listen, I said, oh, they're probably in their backyards. And they're like, mom, we've been doing this walk for years. I don't hear them in their backyards. Where are the kids, mom? And so when COVID came, Finley and Chloe both uh, observed at different times and said, mom, there's more people out than we've ever seen before, right? Mm -hmm. However, I will say is even though Nevis Queensland has been quite you know, back running pretty much at full function for a long time, is even though there's still a few more people, I would say that's probably dropped by 80%, right? So again, it's, we, we that time did convert a few people, but this, the hand is, is people, they're, they're no longer there, right? And that's, and then the kids have all said, where are they gone? So kids observe, you know, uh, and they pick up on those things. And I guess it's all about how we observe our own life and what changes that we choose to make. Now, for those listeners, though, yeah. Rochelle, that are like, listen, slow living, you got me thinking about um, a few things. What would you say your top three tips for those listeners wanting to get started with slow living? Yeah, so my first one would be you don't have to do it perfectly. It doesn't have to happen a certain way and you don't have to do it all at once. You can just start with the one thing that you feel like will have the biggest impact to get started. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would say, as we've said, know that it it might be uncomfortable, but it's okay for life to be more easy and more restful. Mm -hmm. Um, So just be aware that it's going to probably bring up some stuff, but that, that actually is a really good thing in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, I'd say have a plan for how to say no or how to hold your boundaries. So in other words, like when someone, you know, like you want to keep, say, Sunday afternoons free so that you can prep for the week ahead, you can do your planning or whatever, you can just hang out at home mm-hmm. or go for your walks or whatever you want to do on a Sunday afternoon. But then you get an invite from someone and you know that you don't actually have, technically you don't have anything on. Mm-hmm be okay with saying I'm not available anyway. Right. So have a kind of plan about what you will say when people ask you and you know the answer technically is that you are available. <laughs> so yep. saying no, it's not that. easy, right? When we've been like, yeah. yes, I always say, unless it's a hell yes, it's a hell no. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But doing so- that in practice is always harder than you think so totally plan of how you're going to approach it <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely I agree have some stock standard canned response ready to go and you'll be good to you know and the more you do it like I say with anything like in business the more you exercise this muscle of slow living the easier it's going to become the more you exercise saying no the easier it's going to become it's just yeah. taking those first steps again to retrain what you're so used to right Yeah, exactly. And the final thing that I just want to say about like learning to say no and holding boundaries is it's not that you're never available and you don't want to see people. Mm -hmm. It's just that you want to show up really well for when you do say yes. Mm -hmm. Rather than, yeah. I know a lot of people will say, and you know, you you know a lot of people and you know this, how often you must go out all the time. The reality of it is, (laughs) is I don't like genuinely, right? Because when I have been so switched on during the day for the women that I support that I know my energy is lower at night. And so I need to that when I'm saying yes to a speaking event or if I'm saying yes to, you know, we're having our live Brisbane event on December. I can't remember what day it is, but here in Brisbane, like I have to know that I've got the energy right to be present when I'm there. 
Um, and so that's why I do. I say no regularly. And I think people might think I'm a dick, but I don't really care. Right. The thing is, is I know where my energy begins and where it ends and what I can give and what I can't give. Um, and that I've equally learned that it's OK to say no. I don't have to be everywhere. And that's OK. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, yeah, it can be really triggering when someone says no to you. But it's about like I've got really good boundaries and respect that and be okay that you can have that too. (laughs) And there's also ways that, again, like you said, if you practice saying no, you know, I've been asked a few times to be in a book in the last little while and to appear on these things. And I just said, listen, thank you so much. However, at this stage, I'm not able to do it, but please feel free to connect with me again in the new year. I can then assess in the new year if I've got space to take that on. And I also think that for those listeners that like don't like getting told no, remember just because it's a no now doesn't mean it's a no forever. Yeah. You know, like I, because I was like, oh, they're going to be sad. And oh, what does that mean? I can't hold that. I can only stay true to me. And that again, you know, don't, don't ever give up. Right. If someone says no to you, you can still ask again and again, you know, and it's okay. Cause it doesn't mean it's a no forever. Now for those listeners that would like to connect with you and start to know more about slow living, what else that they can do capitalize more on these pillars, where can they find you? Yeah. So my website is howtolivslow.com. Mm-hmm. that's also the name of my podcast so you can find me on any podcast player and my instagram and facebook are also just how to live slow so very fantastic. easy to find me <laughs> fantastic which we like it's super easy now my last question to you is, is what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business i wish i knew that again the process is part of the fun mm-hmm. <laughs> just enjoy it there is no end point <laughs> Yep. I mean, there really isn't. I know a lot of people say like, I'm always again, so busy or this and my to-do list, da, 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 da. whereas I show gratitude to my to-do list every single day, because if I didn't have a to-do list, more than likely that would mean I'm without a job and I'm without clients. Right. So it's like just how I reframe that. Like I'm actually, do you know what I mean? It's part of the process. That to-do list probably doesn't go away. Do you know what I mean? Forever. Do you know what I mean? It still probably is lingering somewhere around there. There will always be more to do. I love that, Ange. Thank you. <laughs> there will always be more to do. It's again, what we choose to do, right. Or what we say yes to. But before we sign off, Rochelle, uh, I just want to remind you guys that my team and I will also be putting together the show notes for this episode at angelahenderson.com.au with all of the links that you can be able to connect with Rochelle and learn more about how potentially you need to start slowing down and what that looks like for you to be more present, uh, to be with your kids, to create memories, whatever that looks like for you. Uh, Thanks again, Rochelle, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I know life is busy, but again, you said yes. So I appreciate that one. So thank you very much. And for the rest of you, I hope each and every one of you have a fabulous day, no matter where you are in the world. And don't forget that applications for my 12-month Action Takers Mastermind are now open. Spots are limited. You can apply for the mastermind by heading to AngelaHenderson.com.au and click on the mastermind button today. Uh, Have a great day, everyone. And I look forward to you joining me again next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Rochelle. Thanks. Love it. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.